Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Turns out the guy that I thought was my dad for my entire life wasn't actually my dad. And my real dad was out there. He had no idea that I existed. And he also had a wife and three other beautiful kids. Talk about daddy issues. You're listening to Relatable with Star. This is a podcast for hot messes who are sick and tired of fumbling their way through life and are ready to learn how to be an adult. Coming up on today's show, that's right, we are opening up the sealed section again. The sealed section is like the back of a dolly or girlfriend magazine where you find all of the juicy secrets and things that you didn't know that you wanted answered. And instead of you guys sharing your secrets today, I figured it was my turn to share my secrets. This is a story that whenever I share it with people, they are just like, what? the actual fuck how is that your life it sounds like a movie so I can't wait to share that with you but before we do just a little update on my life again weeks have been absolutely insane lately. I had the absolute pleasure of speaking at a panel with ACAST. So ACAST is my podcast agent and the panel was essentially, wow, okay, one minute in, we're already fucking up our words. The event was essentially an industry wrap up of the year in podcasting. And I sat up there on a panel next to Osha, Osha from The Bachelor, that's right, and also next to Alexis Fernandez, both absolute icons in the podcasting world. So it was such an honor to be up there. I'll tell you what, the imposter syndrome was coming for me. I was like, in my head, what the actual fuck are you doing here? But I had to swallow that down and just remember that I deserve to be there. I'm there for a reason. So yeah, Osha laughed at my jokes, which was extremely affirming. I was like, that's great. I got one of the girls who works at ACAST to film me while I was up there and I was watching the video back. I don't know, maybe that's torture to do that to myself, but I just had to make sure that the things that I was saying were funny. People laughed. That is good. It was such a great night. I would say that the most consistent theme in my life over the past couple of months is that if you never try, you'll never know. I have just been putting myself out there as much as possible, trying to meet as many people as possible in the industry. And I don't know, of course, you're always going to have those thoughts of self-doubt. And I've done a whole episode on imposter syndrome. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and do it. But those thoughts of self-doubt are always going to creep in no matter where you are in your journey. And it's just about having those skills to be able to like squash them down and swallow it and say, hang on a second. This isn't real. This is imposter syndrome. So tell imposter syndrome to go suck a big fat dick. Speaking of big fat dicks. (laughs) 
Okay, rim shot. Rim shot is back. Speaking of um, big fat dicks, it's time to get in to what has given you guys the ick. Now, this is the part of the podcast where we get to take a deep dive into your dating lives because that is really where all the juicy stuff happens. I'm in a long-term committed, happy relationship, but um, you know, I'm not getting all the spicy stories like you guys are. So let's find out what has given you the ick. I defs need a proper sound effect for this, but for now, I think let's just go with this. Big ick vibes. Okay, first one this week. When he sweated a lot, he smelled exactly like corn chips. Like so much, I got a craving for some halfway through. I couldn't do it after that. (laughs) I mean, was it the corn chips that you couldn't do? Like when you walk down the aisle in Woolies, are you like, oh, fuck, get those Doritos away from me. It's taking me right back to Thomas's armpit. Obviously, everybody has a distinct smell, right? Like we can all get a little bit stinky from time to time. I can't say that I have ever had the pleasure of smelling someone who stinks like corn chips. Was it the cheesy side of the corn chip or was it just the corn corn chip side of the corn chip? That smelt like his BO or their BO. Sorry, we cannot assume. We actually have a little bit of a theme here this week with the icks. It's it's a bit of a sensory experience and we're focusing on smell this time. Okay, another one. His sweat made my whole bed wet and I had no dry spot to sleep on. Everything was cold and wet. Uh, I said that we were having a bit of a sensory experience and focusing on smell this week, but I'm just going to take that back because it's an entire body experience. I just had a bit of a little shudder come over me at the thought of having something cold and wet inside my bed. Um, Fun fact, I have a horrible habit of not putting the lid on my water bottle properly. So what happens if you don't put a lid on a water bottle properly? It fucking spills everywhere. And it literally happens to me at least once a month. You'd think I'd learn my lesson, but clearly I have not. Look, I think the thing with being a sweaty person is that you can't really control that, can you? So I feel I do feel bad for the person who is rocking up as a sweaty mess. Maybe there are ways that you can manage your sweating, okay? Maybe some Botox under the arms, have a shower, bring your body temperature down, chuck a fan on, get a mattress protector, whatever floats your boat. You know what I would be terrified to see? Like the state of people's mattresses underneath the sheets and pillows as well. Like not just specifically this person who's written in about having someone really sweaty inside their bed. Like does anyone actually know how often you're supposed to replace your pillows and your mattresses? Because I certainly don't. And let me tell you a little story. When I moved into the house that I'm in now with Elle, my housemate, she saw my pillows and she was like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, what? They're my pillows. She's like, how long have you had them for? I'm like, I don't know, like a couple of years. Apparently you're meant to get new pillows like every 12 months. I didn't know that. So I'm here cruising around with probably a whole fucking pool of bacteria on my pillow with obviously a case over it every night, but had been sleeping on that for probably like two years. Is that feral? I don't know. If anyone has the answer, how often are you actually (laughs) meant to get new pillows and a new mattress? Also, mattresses are fucking expensive. Pillows are expensive if you're getting good ones. Me personally, I just go to Kmart or Ikea to get mine, but it's just, look, There's a lot of things when it comes to adulting that are really hard. And while we're on the, fuck, I'm going on a tangent already. While we're on the topics of beds and pillows, let's talk about your sheets for a second. Yeah. Okay. 
Washing sheets, it's something that we all despise doing. You know what's the worst part about washing your sheets? Putting the fitted sheet on the mattress. Oh my God, I just hate it. I hate it so much. And then you put it on one corner and you're like, yes, everything's going so well for me. I have my life together. Things are finally turning around. You go to the other side. What happens? The corner falls off. You've got to walk back around. And this is one of the things that never happens when you're having a good day. It's always going to be when you're having a shit day. You probably hopped all of the orange lights on your way home. It made you late. Maybe you stepped in a puddle. You probably spilt your coffee on your white shirt. The last thing you want to fucking come home to is a fight with your fitted sheet. Wow. Okay. We are going on a tangent. Take this as a sign to wash your sheets. You're dirty pig, take those sheets off your bed and give them a good wash, you sweaty mess. (laughs) All right, now it is time to open up the sealed section. And as I already mentioned in the intro today, it is me that is sharing my secrets. And this is the story that is probably the one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. It is in It is integral to my entire existence and you are about to find out why. Okay, so to set the scene, we need to take a little trip back in time to when I was born. Oh my God, look at that. We're in 1994 in Camperdown Hospital. My mum has just given birth to me. She looked at me and instead of giving me a normal name like Sarah, she called me Star Anise fucking star anise. That's right. Like the herb, like the spice. Okay. All jokes aside. So let's set up the story. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am one of seven kids. I have many, many siblings. And I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert and then we'll get into all of the details of the story. I thought I knew who my dad was for pretty much my entire life. This person who I thought was my dad, he wasn't in the picture, but I had all, because sorry, he wasn't in the picture because he and my mom had broken up when I was like five or something like that. But I went through 22 years of my life thinking this person, let's call him John for the sake of the story. John is my dad. I don't, I don't see him. He's not in the picture, but he's my dad. Cool. Yeah. So 22 years of thinking that, and I'd always just thought, okay, I do look different to all of my siblings, but I look exactly like my mum. So I was like, oh, well, mum must have some strong genes popping through whenever she had me because we look really, really similar. Particularly if you see a photo of my mum when she was younger, you look at me, you're like, oh my God, twinning vibes. So that didn't really leave me to think about it any further. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm happy. I'm living my life. I'm just going through. And then I get to 22 years old and I'm driving in the car with my sister, driving home. I don't even know where we were. We were like on a highway. Mind you, none of my siblings drive. It's only me. I'm always a chauffeur. I'm always the one behind the wheel. 
And if I ever thought that I was going to hear these words, I would have been like, you're off your fucking head because that just wouldn't be real. That sounds like a movie. Okay. So I'm in the car with my sister and she's like, I need to tell you something. I'm like, okay, what's up? What's up, Crystal? Please, you've got the floor. Share. She turns to me and says, dad isn't actually your dad. Remember John, who I mentioned before? So Crystal turns to me and says, John isn't actually your dad. Your dad is Craig. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Are you messing with me right now? Like, have you made up this information? Are you just trying to get a rise out of me as you do with siblings? All you do is fucking roast each other. No, no, it was true. So turns out John, he's not my dad. He's Crystal's dad. He's Kaya's dad. He's Bodhi's dad, my other siblings, but not me. And I'm sitting there driving on the Eastern Distributor going, what the actual fuck is happening right now? Just it's one of those like life altering moments where you hear people say something and the world just feels like it stops around you. But I was driving on the Eastern Distributor, so the world couldn't stop. I still had to focus on what I was doing. And my sister Crystal turns to me and she's crying and she's like, I'm sorry, mum just told me. She only told me on the weekend I had to come straight to you and tell you. She's like, why don't you pull over? And I'm like, Crystal, you clearly don't understand how fucking driving on the road works because you can't just randomly pull over in the middle of the Eastern Distributor. Anyway, so we're sitting in the car together for about 20 or so minutes, just kind of like hashing it out. I was obviously so confused. Your family is a major part of your identity. And imagine having that completely ripped up from underneath you. That's essentially what it felt like for me to hear the words, hey, your dad isn't actually your dad. Your dad is some other fucking random cunt that you don't actually know. So that was a very earth shattering moment for me. We'll get to the, it's a story with a happy ending. I just want to preface that. And the crazy thing is that I know that this happens to so many people. So I'm really excited to finally be able to come on here and tell this story. I've never told this story on any other platform. I've done little snippets here and there, but I think this more long form audio is the right place to tell the story because it's a bit of a long one, an exciting one nonetheless. Okay. So I find out that my dad is actually somebody called Craig. The plot thickens, okay? What's the first thing that you do when you want to know something about someone's life? You go to social media. So what did I do? I whipped out my phone once we arrived safely at our destination and I go on Facebook and I search up this mysterious person called Craig. I find him... What's in his DP? A happy family photo of him and his wife and their three beautiful kids. So I saw that and I'm thinking, I can't just fucking rock up into this person's life and be like, hey, dad, what's up? Remember me? I'm your long lost love child. No way. I saw his family and I'm like, they look so happy and they look so perfect. There is no way that I'm going to come in there and ruin that. So obviously the next six or so months after that were like a massive, massive identity crisis for me. My initial thoughts and gut reaction to the situation was obviously I was confused and I was angry at my mum for keeping this. I'm saying that in quotation marks because I'm going to get to how I think about it now versus how I thought about it then. But at the time I was confused and I was angry and I kept thinking, well, that means that I don't have any siblings because these are all technically my half siblings now. 
again, that was my mindset then. And I'm in a very, very different place with it all now. But at the time I'm like, I've got no one. It's just me. I felt so alone, so isolated. And it just was a really fucking hard thing to go through. That was the first time I ever went to a psychologist after I found that out, because I was like, I don't look admittedly, probably I should have gone earlier than this point in my life, but hey, here we are today. So that was, yeah, the first time that I'd ever spoken to a professional about it because my mental health was just so rapidly declining. And I'm so grateful that I had so many incredible friends around me at the time to support me through this incredibly confusing journey. So I went to therapy, hashed it out with a psychologist and just really had to try. I just needed help organizing all of my thoughts because I was having so many. I felt alone. I felt lost. I was like, this fucking person doesn't even know that I exist. How different would my life had been if I had known when I was younger? And I'll tell you one thing. I am actually so grateful for the way that this has all turned out because had I found out when I was younger, I wouldn't have been as emotionally mature as I was at the time of 22. Obviously, I'm, you know, have come leaps and bounds since then, but my mindset would have been completely different. The way I interacted with the world would have been completely different. And perhaps I wouldn't have leaned into this for all that it's worth now. And I wouldn't have this amazing blended and yeah very confusing and non-conventional family so had I had found out for example when I was eight years old what the fuck are you gonna do when you're eight no fuck off you're not my dad get away from me imagine if I was a teenager I was such a cunt when I was a teenager I'm sorry I was the biggest asshole if someone had told me that then I would have been like hell fucking no I was already a rebel I didn't need anything else to fuel my fire so I'm very thankful that I found out when I did okay so about six months go past and I am constantly doing the toxic thing that we all do like when we break up with someone we constantly stalk them on social media I was always going to my dad's Facebook and just watching I was just like has he posted anything but obviously we weren't friends so I couldn't really see anything that he was posting but as I moved through the next couple of months I was seeing different people telling them about the story showing them photos and then it got to the point of me telling my younger sibling Kaya who is a few years younger than me and I still have in the notes app on my phone I it was like one o'clock in the morning and we were pretty drunk we wrote up a contract in my phone because I was like I'm about to tell you something that I really just need you to be supportive. Like I really just need you to have my back on this. I don't want you to get angry because I didn't want her to get angry at my mom or anything like that. And it literally says, I promise I won't get angry. Signed, Kaya McGowan. It was like 1.36 in the morning or something like that. So I told my sibling Kaya and while we were there, I had his Facebook up on my phone and we were obviously pissed. We were drinking fucking vodka straight out of the bottle. Don't recommend doing that, by the way. And I decided it would be a good idea to like a comment that he had made on a post from seven years ago. So we did that and I threw my phone on the other side of the room and I was like, "Ah, oh my God, I didn't want to look at it. I went to bed. I woke up admittedly with a bit of a hangover the next day. I opened up Facebook and I had a friend request from Craig my real dad. And I was like, holy shit, what have I done? He knows that I exist. And I had this whole fucking crisis that whole day I was running around. I was like, what have I done? I've ruined everything. Oh my goodness. And then I go back into Facebook to make a decision about what I'm going to do with that friend request. I go back and it was gone. So he had removed the friend request. So he'd seen the interaction that I'd made 
sent me a request and then removed it. So yeah, that was that was pretty fucked that day. <laughs> okay, so now let's fast forward to about six months after the Facebook incident. I had been going through the motions and processing everything. In that time, my mum and I had made amends and spoken about everything because the thing is that my mum was 19 when she had me. And I now know with hindsight that every decision that she made, as most parents do, are always to protect the child. And people do the best that they can. And you want to hope that majority of the time your parents will have your best interest at heart. I mean, we all get fucked up by our parents to some degree. But for this case specifically, I was really happy with the progress that I had made with my mom in terms of understanding everything about the situation. Meanwhile, I'm on this incredible journey of healing and self-growth and I'm like, whatever, I've got a random dad that doesn't know I exist. I'm fine. I'm still killing it. I'm still going through my life. And then I get a call from my older sister one day and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) we don't call each other just to say, hey, what are you having for dinner tonight? No, I don't know if anyone else is like this with their siblings, but we specifically reserve these phone calls for when shit is happening. So when I get a call from my sister, I'm like, oh God, something has gone down. Before we get into that phone call that I had with my sister, it's probably important to give a little bit more context that my real dad, Craig, and my fake dad, John, remembered the guy who I thought was my dad, and also my uncle were all kind of besties growing up. They were in this friendship group. Obviously, that's how my mum met my fake dad, John, and my real dad, Craig. So a couple of hours before I'd received this phone call from my older sister, at the same time, my real dad, Craig, who had no idea that I had existed up until this point, was sitting there in a room with my uncle and my fake dad, John. Remember, they were all friends growing up. They were all besties. So they were all there. And my uncle and my fake dad told him, hey, I don't, obviously, I don't actually know how the conversation went down, but something along the lines of, surprise, you actually have a daughter and she's 22 and it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he knew that I had existed at that point. So let's go back to the phone call with my sister on that Sunday afternoon. My sister calls me and I'm like, what is going on? And funnily enough, the night before I had a dream that I was my mum. I had a dream that I was my mum and I was pregnant and I was standing outside the Sydney uni, which is the uni that I went to, which is, I don't know if that's an important part of the story, but it's got to mean fucking something, right? That this all happened at that time. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, sis, what's going on? She's like, so I did something. Okay, babe, what did you do? (laughs) Crystal, my sister had found out that this conversation had happened on the weekend between, let's just call them all the dads and my uncle. So she then messaged Craig, my real dad, who had only just found out that I existed on Facebook and said, hey, I know that you know that Star's your daughter and she knows that you're her dad. You guys should talk. I'm sure it was a bit more than that, but the conversation, the the olive branch or whatever, whatever the fucking saying is, had been extended. She was like, you guys know about each other. You should link up. You should talk. <laughs> 
and talk we did. So I received my first message from my real dad, Craig. I've just put out the message here. I actually feel really emotional pulling this up. Wow. Okay. So this was at 9.53 PM. Mind you, I usually like to go to bed at 8.30 PM, but I was clearly buzzing because I knew something was about to happen. And he messaged me and he said, hi, Star, how are you? I really don't know what to write. It's been a really emotional week, as I'm sure it has been for you also. I'm also still quite shocked for all of this. I'm not going to read the rest of the message, but as you can see, it really reads like a bit of a corporate conversation, isn't it? Hi, Star. I hope you're well. Anyway, so we have a few messages back and forth, and I'm just going to read out one of my messages to him because I think it's really telling as to how I was feeling at the time when I'd been going through this life-altering fucking identity shift. Okay, lol. Okay, this is what I said to him. Hi, Craig. I'm so pleased to receive your message. Well, it's been an interesting couple of months to say the least. I would constantly find myself on your page wanting to initiate conversation, but retreating each time because I had absolutely no idea what to say. I've been so worried that this newfound knowledge would turn your family's world upside down. I want to avoid upsetting anyone at all costs. Your wife and children are so beautiful and I can certainly see the resemblance. The big blue eyes are a dead giveaway. Wow, that's so cute. Let me know what time's most suitable for you. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for the message. I look forward to meeting you soon. Oh yeah, by the way, when I was stalking him on Facebook, when I saw the family picture, I was like, these kids look exactly fucking like me. Remember I said I don't look like any of my mom's kids. I've never had a resemblance to any of my siblings. I go on his Facebook and it's it's so clear. It's so obvious. It's right in front of me. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, so let's fast forward. We had a few messages back and forth and we organized to meet up for dinner and drinks. So we set the location in Bondi and I rock up to this to this hotel and again, never met him, only seen him in photos. He'd only just found out like a week before that I existed. I had known for about six months. So I walk into the pub and he's standing there with a little hat on, like a little, it was so cute. Like he was wearing a hat. I didn't even know what type of hat. He had a hat on and he was holding a bunch of flowers. And it was so, it was honestly the cutest fucking thing ever. So I walk in and I see him standing there and I'm like, oh my God. I walk over, I'm like, hey, apparently I'm your daughter. Gives me the flowers. We have a big hug. And also I'm quite tall. I'm like, five foot eight, five foot nine. I don't know, whatever. And he's shorter than me. And I was like, oh my God, this is really awkward. Like my mum's side of the family is really tall and he's really short. So then we go to sit down at the table to get a drink. And he's like, he turns to me, my dad turns to me and he goes, what would you like to drink? I'll get you a wine. And I was like, nah, actually I'll have a beer. He turned around and looked at me and just shook his head and was like, oh, as if to say like, yep, that's my girl. That was like a moment where I was like, okay, we are going to get along just fine. Anyway, so we ended up having an awesome dinner, just like catching up. Can't say I ever thought in my life ever that I'd be meeting my dad for the first time at 22 and sitting there having like a fucking first date with him. Anyways, it was really interesting to speak to him about it and to hear his like kind of side of things because they were so young when all of this was happening. Like I think about myself when I was 
19 to 20 like I was an absolute fuckwit there is no way that I would ever be thinking I am so ready to have kids so the way that the whole story has turned out is just absolutely wild and mind you the people that knew about this like pretty much all of the adults in my life knew except for Craig my dad and me we were like the two that didn't know (laughs) so everybody knew maybe that's a story for another day wouldn't it be interesting to actually talk to someone in my family about this and get the real truth behind all of it. Okay, so I've met my real dad finally after all these years and now it's time to meet my siblings and his wife also because I've got this whole other extended family now that I need to meet. I was so nervous as you would be. I'm like, oh my God, kids are hard to crack sometimes. So this is going to be huge. So me and my then boyfriend, excuse me, at the time went over to their place for a barbecue and it was a pretty awkward in the first couple of minutes. I was like, oh my fucking God. But then after a while, it just felt like so perfect. So Craig's, my dad's mum was there and she's like, apparently I'm your grandma. I'm like, yeah, apparently so. And we just sat there. We had a barbecue. I was playing with the kids. And let me tell you, my little sister Zoe is exactly like me. Like she is going to be an absolute fucking superstar one day. She has got the sass. She's got the charisma. And I'm meeting this like essentially mini version of myself. And I'm like, no DNA test required. This is so accurate. And let's talk about Craig's wife, Peter for a hot second. I've already kind of mentioned her before and she might be listening to this. So Peter, if you are, hello, I love you. I adore you. You are just an absolute angel. So my youngest little brother, Jackson, who was about four or five at the time, came over to me and he whispered in my ear, I love you. And I was like, that's it. My heart is just like bursting right now. And then my younger sister, Zoe, who I've already mentioned, is rambling on as she always is. And she's like, I've always wanted a half sister. Like I've just always wanted one. Craig's wife, Peter, turns to us and says, Zoe, there's no such thing as a half sister. You have a brother or you have a sister or you have nothing. And I can't even explain to you how, like, I can't put it into words. I will try to put it into words how that made me feel in that moment. What hearing her say that had just really put away all of those identity crisis feelings and vibes that I had been going through over the past six months. Me worrying about, oh, half sister, full sister. I realized in that moment that it didn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter because family is a feeling. It's, oh my God, I'm getting emotional again. Family is a feeling. And in that moment, I finally felt that feeling after going through what I'd been through for that six months, trying to figure everything out, understand who I was and process all of this new information. It was in that moment that I knew that everything was going to be okay. Again, here we go, crying on the fucking podcast. All right. So that is essentially the story of me finding out that my dad wasn't actually my dad. I know that with the sealed section, we usually do stories that are sexy and that are funny, but I want to open up that line of communication to you guys and let you know that the sealed section can really be whatever we want to make it. This is you and I doing this together. So maybe next time we do a sealed section episode, we will talk about some sexy and funny stories, but Thank you so much for letting me share my story today. And I hope that gives you guys a bit of a better understanding of the person that I am. Of course, everything that we go through will help mold us into the person that we are today. And I could have easily at many points 
let that consume me, what I'd gone through. And also, I just want to say I'm really grateful and I know that it doesn't turn out this happy for so many people, but I could have easily let that consume me at so many points. And it just goes to show that you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your reaction to it and your attitude towards it. And that's not something that happens overnight and it takes time. Like I said, I know I'm very privileged and I'm very lucky and very grateful that things have turned out as they are. But yeah, if you if that resonates with you in some way, if you're feeling like you're going through something right now or something just isn't sitting right, something's feeling a little bit shit, have your moment and do what you need to do to process that. But then think, okay, cool. What's next? Where can I go from here? Where I'd like you guys to go from here, maybe leave a little cheeky review. If you did enjoy this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and put it on your Instagram story. Word of mouth is honestly so powerful when it comes to podcasting and nothing makes me happier than opening up my DMs and seeing that someone has tagged me in a reshare. So if you did enjoy today's episode or if you know someone that you think might benefit from it, maybe you know someone who's been through this too, please, please, please send it over to them. And I imagine that you guys might have a few questions for me after hearing this story because it's not something that I ever talk about really on any platform. Like I already mentioned, I just make memes about it and stupid TikToks, but I never give away the whole story. So you are getting the exclusive scoop. But by all means, if you do have any questions, please, my DMs are always open. I love talking to you guys. What do you want to know? Do you want to know what happened in the years after that? Where are we today? I'm here to answer all of your questions about the sealed section, one part of the sealed section of my life. I'll do another sealed section one day where it's not a super emotional story. We'll do one about sex, I promise. I know you guys all love those conversations. As always, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at StarMCG and come and join us in the Relatable Podcast Facebook community. I really, really want to get this group going over the next couple of months. Come there with your questions. That's where we can plant the seed for future episode episode ideas. The whole premise behind Relatable is talking about shit that we all go through that maybe you don't hear those conversations anywhere else. Okay, look, maybe this, this particular sealed section episode, it's not hashtag relatable like all of the other ones, but it's imp- an important conversation to have nonetheless. As always, guys, it's an absolute pleasure to be inside your ear holes and I can't wait to be back next week. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.